Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them. And easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. And as promised, we are back. We have returned part two of today's two-part, the front and the back, the beginning and the end, the top I'm and the, the bottom. I'm the front, right? You're the back. Yeah, you're well, you, ass yes, yeah, you, I knew you couldn't wait. <laughs> yeah, Although, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. I got the teeth, so uh, to back it up. Uh, we are here with six rings and football things. If you missed part one, it is in the six rings feed as well. And of course, wherever you can find the six rings and football things podcast, the odyssey app, wei.com and more, and including the breaking Boston feed as we kicked off your Tuesday with a hot cup of Patriots and the things that were on our mind. We promised fresh from the OTA reactions from Andy Hart as to what he thought was going on today. Uh, in the second OTA that was open to the media, things, of course, got a little bit delayed because there was a Joe Judge and 20 minutes too long at the meeting, blah, blah, blah. Andy, from my perusing of the interweb, reading, of course, Mike Cadlick's OTA response, which, of course, anyone is free to read at WEI.com. OTA today stands for outrageously thuggish activity because oh. it sounds like we had a little bit of a was it OK? Was it a skirmish? Was it a kerfuffle? Was it a rumble? Was it a uh, what? What would we call? What would we call it? It was a, a rhubarb is also acceptable. Uh, there was um, a there was a uh, a tussle, if you will, between Cole Strange, offensive lineman, and Anthony Jennings. Now, it's not that hot. We're not in the dog days of summer. This isn't nope. even mini camp, let alone training camp. So nope. OTA scraps are a tad unusual. If I'm if I'm Indeed. to surmise. So um, and then what? Ha and what happened next? It. It started with Anthony Jennings and Cole Strange, and that does not surprise me. Cole Strange, we I think we all hope, is going to go down the Logan Mankins road, and I think mm -hmm. any guard with a little bit of a Logan Mankins edge could certainly do something that might annoy a defensive teammate in 11-on-11 work. It's non-padded, but there's still hand mm -hmm. placement, pushing, like, okay, you didn't let go in time, whatever. It was this nothing. is what Dante Scarnecchia was talking about last week when he called into the midday show and said, OTAs matter. These guys are out there drilling fundamentals. I need them to work on. And it was a nothing burger while those guys are engaged. And it's, you know, the typical, oh, somebody else pushes and we're pushing and then we're going to break it up. The only thing of note about it, in my opinion, was the absolute cheap shot haymaker that Christian Barmore threw from behind at Cole Strange, who was engaged not only with, I think, still Jennings, but other players who are kind of, you know, doing the dance. Oh, yeah, dance. Oh, we're all touching each other. Oh, we're all hugging. Um, Barmore threw a legit haymaker, which is stupid on so many levels. Like, uh, I mean, let you, let, let you count the ways. Count the ways. So, so you're behind him. He's never going to see it coming. He's engaged with other people. 
definition of a cheap shot. But more importantly, he has a helmet on. You have a fist that will break if it hits a helmet in a certain way. And you're a third-year player coming off a disappointing second season who's, you know, not at make or break point, but going down, am I going to be a disappointing Christian Barmore or am I going to be a $80 million Christian Barmore? So just really stupid. Um, It looked like both players were kind of held out of the remainder of practice, although some of the reps also went in a different direction with grouping, so I'm not sure exactly how they treated it. I actually wonder if when they see, if the coaches see the video footage, if there'll be if. more ramifications. Well, when they see the video footage, yes, um, for Barmore, because it was extremely stupid, a massive cheap shot, unnecessary, above and beyond, not just OTA action, but above and beyond the little fracas, rhubarb, brouhaha, whatever you, that was going on. Um, so I, it'll be interesting to see if Barmore, like, next time we're out there, is he out there? Is there any whatever maybe he could be internally fined or something i don't know how those things necessarily work behind the scenes but it was really dumb on his part and unnecessary um but it was probably one of the highlights of the uh toned down tempoed down practice Mm -hmm. that bill belichick predicted in the first few words of his press conference when i walked into the media room at gillette stadium to which i wanted to respond by turning and going straight back to my car and driving home because bill these are already teaching practices non-contact non-competitive and he has to tell me you know we had a big day yesterday I know you guys weren't here because we didn't allow you to be here but we had a really big day yesterday we're gonna tempo it down today that you know what that's the equivalent of that's like okay well there's there's that and also a colossal waste of time although you did get to see my god is that Barmore's music and just storming in with the chair right over top of Cole Strange I would not I mean I want to break that down in just a second but Bill Belichick starting off the day by letting you know that they had a big day yesterday, so it's going to be toned down for you, is the equivalent of me inviting you to brunch and you showing up and saying, you know, I'm not really that hungry. I had a huge breakfast. Like, well, then why'd you come? Well, then why'd you show up? Right. What the yeah. hell? It, it was annoying. And he even previewed um, another version by saying, you know, we coming off the weekend, we had a big day Monday, so we're lighting up today. They have Wednesday off. They'll have an OTA that's closed to the media on Thursday, Mm -hmm. and then they will bring us back on Friday, which I'm guessing will be another slap and tickle down tempo down. Yeah. Yeah. So they're doing, even though it's OTAs and none of it's all that interesting, clearly they're doing the more interesting stuff when we're not there. And then, because not only did it tempo down, but it personnel down. They had no receivers on the field. No juju. It was all the kids, right? What's that? Yeah. It was people you barely give a rat's ass about. Your top four who quite honestly, might not even be worthy of being a top four on some teams, are gone. So you have Mac Jones out there throwing to second tier, which are really third tier caliber receivers. Um, you know, it's it's great for Demario Douglas to get reps. And uh, Malik Cunningham is interesting. And this probably shouldn't surprise me, but when I noticed him on the field, mm-hmm. he definitely has a quarterback brain Okay, because That's he's lining good. up wide mm-hmm. left and he's like yelling at the receivers on the other. No wide no no, no. T- this side like he was the other two or three oh, guys he's with oh, you think you think that go. bill o'brien and everyone else isn't like mm-hmm, okay all right intangibles athlete, right we know he's a yes a, a, i've a, seen that i've yeah. seen the tape i have retweeted the clips so he can move in space as a receiver who is also a quarterback sort of by trade and still gets occasional reps at the end of practice as we talked about it last podcast um he clearly br- is is not confused he and he shouldn't be. He's a quarterback, so he should sort of understand formationing and where everybody should be. 
but just to see it play out and him telling, I think Raleigh, uh, uh, Raleigh Webb was the guy multiple times was lined up in the wrong spot. Mm. And Malik Cunningham is the one that got him lined up properly, which I think is, is a, it's not going to get him a job. It's not going to earn him, but it's, it's a good sign. I think that's something that Bill Belichick says. Oh "Oh, yeah. I kind of like that. Like Uh not only does he know what to do, he's, a leader, like he's willing to make sure the other guy knows what to do, get the guy in the right spot. So um, I like that. But personnel wise, yeah, there were just a lot of guys either not there or there, but not participating or there and then going down to the lower field. So it was definitely I heard a lot of reporters say kind of a, a JV practice on some level. Mm. And so, yes, it was. Yeah. Now, see, for Malik Cunningham, a guy that I've been high on ever since the Patriots gave him the most guaranteed money they ever gave to an undrafted free agent before. I've been thinking, uh, I know you were a little cold to or slow to warm up to the idea that it may be an Edelman-esque type of track that work him in from Kent State, or in his case, Louisville, and then seeing if he can work receiver. Can we get him on special teams? Can he field a punt? Now, when he's going above and beyond, like you just said, to demonstrate leadership, to speak up, not act out, but speak up and dem- and and showcase his knowledge of the formation and where other players need to be. These are all small checks. Enough small checks still won't get you a job if somebody can run faster, jump higher, and has better hands. But this is a good case for Malik Cunningham. However, my guy, I won't even, you don't even need to say you people. I'll just call him my guy, Kayshawn Booty. Got his booty reamed out, apparently. I heard uh, Bill O'Brien's voice was cutting clear across the field that he needed to line up quicker and more correctly. Uh, also, Bailey Zappi was not, uh, dare I say, on the on the receiving end of a tongue lashing from what I read, but uh, Bill O'Brien wasn't too happy with him as well today. Part of me does wonder. Hmm. I can't help but wonder if, not if, we all know they read every single clipping in every mm-hmm. publication from every blog and beyond. Part of me can't help but think, I should say, that sometimes at these practices that are dialed back or toned down for your benefit, Andy, if or the player's benefit so that the media doesn't get too much, if they don't try to do some things to sort of combat burgeoning narratives, like, oh, Absolutely. you guys think that uh, Kayshawn Booty's going to be Steph Diggs? We'll, tear, we'll chew his ass out today in front of you. Oh, you guys think Bailey Zappi's going to be the QB one? Yeah, we're going to go ahead and yell at him in front of all you guys today. Oh, you think that uh, you think Bill Belichick can't uh, let Bill O'Brien run the practice? Don't you worry. Bill O'Brien's going to yell a couple. Yell at, like, I just like I just can't help but think sometimes it's almost like staged. They do that. There's no doubt in my mind they stage that. I I, I know they do that. Um, in this case, I'm not sure that's it. I, I've told you all along. I think Booty's a long shot. I think he's an absolute yeah. long. All these people that think he's the fifth receiver, he's going to catch 45 balls. I think he, if he is, if you made me bet on or with or with or not with the organization come October, I'd say not with. I, I just, I, I think the guy has a lot of baggage and limited talent. I haven't been impressed with him physically. Like Demario Douglas, you see mm-hmm. quick. You see quick. Booty? I don't really see anything. I see people telling me he had 300 yards in a game four years ago or whatever the hell it was. Like, how long awesome. are you going to live? I had a lot more money in the bank four years ago. That doesn't like, matter right now. It's not right. going to get. Yeah. So I I mean, it's early. I don't want to make any de- declaration. I don't want to be as negative as people are being overly positive. I don't want to swing that way. But there is, as you pointed out before, there's practice speed and then there's game speed. What if Demario Douglas looks great on the practice field? But then when, you know, the lights yeah, get bright. If- what if booty looks shitty? 
crappy on the practice field. <laughs> you think he's a get one of those game day guys that's just going to pop never, and all the things? You never know. Wait, we're going to have to give him. We will see come August 10th at the Razor. He's still around. <laughs> if he's still, if he makes it that far, we will see August 10th when they take on the Texans. Uh, Side okay. note on that, uh, Bill yeah. Belichick was asked a question about Ed Lee, the recent signing from URI. Yeah, was old Eddie out there today? <laughs> he was. Uh, but when Bill was asked the question, he said, who? Great. Um, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt to say he didn't quite hear the question. I also think there's a chance he didn't know who the person was asking about. Little old Ed Lee. Bill, um, six-year senior out of Rhode Island. You guys just yeah. signed him yesterday. 900 yards last year, six touchdowns. Feel-good story. Ed, yeah. Yeah, Ed Lee. And um, Stacy James, the media relations vice president, mm -hmm. let us know that um, in terms of media availability, rookies will be available on Monday. So he was tabling Ed Lee availability for the Providence stations who were obviously asking. It's a Rhode oh, Island story. Of course, story. of course. Um, my reaction was, I hope Ed Lee's still around come Monday. Um, he's a wee little fella. And yeah, he's five, eight, five, nine, a buck 80. That's, yeah. that's the same size as Demario Douglas. who it sounds like can out run circles around him. Lee yeah. was productive. Uh, you know, his relative athletic score was good ish for ish. an NFL wide receiver. There's a lot of ish attached to that as well. Yeah. So every receiver, the Patriots fans wanted them to throw a high draft pick at a receiver. The Pats mm -hmm. replied back like, oh, we'll get receivers. We're just going to get a bunch at the back end. And some of them are even going to come here all borderline free. I don't know. If one out of the four of Booty, Douglas, Cunningham, and Lee makes it, is that the, is that the over-under or is it 0.5? Let's, all right, I'll set the tape. The odds are 0.5 receivers of the four receivers in the sixth round and undrafted. How many make it? I'll take the over because they don't have any receivers. Now, if they load up on some bodies between now and what camp, are you talking about? Parker and Bourne and Smith Schuster and Taekwon. Yeah, you have four. You need yeah. five. And At the least. four are probably so gassed from their big day of practice during OTAs on Monday that they weren't out there for Tuesday. So, yeah. How um, big is Juju's practice, by the way? He was practicing TikToks yeah. in the White House. He was uh, he was collecting his uh, his uh, whatever you Ran call that. his rang. Make yeah, but the ring, but also the trip to the White House. He was living the glories of last season mm -hmm. before he really turns the page to this season. But uh no, they they need some bodies at receiver. And I'm not even just talking about top five bodies for the season. I think they're gonna have issues having enough when the heat actually ticks up. You said it, not all that hot yet. When the mm -hmm. heat ticks up, they don't have enough receivers right now to say, okay, three receivers. Okay, next group of three receivers. Like, let's keep this rolling through. Well, there's Raleigh Webb and Trey Nixon. This, so, with the other four I just mentioned, that makes 10. Plus, Mike Gesicki is basically a receiver in a tight end's clothing. So, that's he's 11. A, he's a tight end, and he's with, like, that's the high end group. I think depth at receiver is going to be an issue throughout the summer into August and then into the regular season. So, we've, we've mentioned some lack of depth, some negatives, some different things, mm -hmm. haymakers, cheap shots. Let's ah. go with the most positive development right. of the day. That was one number 50 in your temporary uh, roster. Mm -hmm. Christian Gonzalez, Gonzo, the athlete on the field. Oh, and did Mike Vrabel authorize him wearing 50? That's so cool. Uh, yeah, I don't think he'll keep it. Uh, <laughs> lining up with. The defense that also includes, you're not allowed to say starters, you know, so the defense that oh, also includes God. Kyle Duggar and Jonathan Jones and Joan Bentley and people of that nature. Now, that usually sounds it's starterish to me. 
Well, it's usually the defense that takes the field for the first play of games. And, you know, they call that the start of a game. It's weird. So I'm just saying he was out there with that group, and it looks like he's going down Cole Strange Boulevard. We mm-hmm. drafted you in the first round. We need that position, and we're going to give you that position. Don't F it up and make us look bad. That's where wow. Christian is at. So it's gone from, hey, there'll be no pressure on this guy because we have Jonathan Jones, who split out wide last year. He can play out that way until Christian Gonzalez is ready to, hey, this kid's good. I think we're going to actually be able to get away with starting this kid and returning Jonathan Jones to his normal slot position. What that uh, means for uh, Mar- uh I don't know about that because he was uh, out wide because Jack Jones was in the second field, the second group. Jack Jones, not part of that group that also includes Christian Gonzalez, Kyle, uh, Kyle Duggar, and the starters. So, Ruro. Jack Jones is an interesting one. He is not. Now, Bill said something about, ah, he's still working his way back or something like that. He was on the field. Mm -hmm. He just wasn't getting reps with the highest group at that time. So cornerback Mm -hmm. is still definitely a very competitive rotational position. And a name I want to throw out there. All right. As soon as I make sure I get it right. All right. That must mean it's a new one because if we're going to have to work on pronunciation. No, it's not pronunciation. It's just I want to make sure I have the number and the name right. Yes. Okay. So here it is. Number 63, Isaiah Bolden. Oh, okay. Isaiah Bolden, one of the, I believe, uh, Isaiah Bolden was the seventh round pick out of Colorado. Yes. The only Colorado pick, remember, uh, Deion Deion Sanders, Coach Prime made a big deal about that. Special teams only, correct? Uh, No, 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 no. So when they did 11 on 11 team defense, in the later portion of portion of practice, he was with the group that included Jonathan Jones and Kyle Duggar. Squeeze and those me types of players. So I, I, I'm not telling you it means anything. I actually I'm telling you it means something. It's a it's a positive. There's nothing negative about it that he because he I'm telling you Uche was on the field like this was a top unit of defense. He mm-hmm. was the one. You know the old Sesame Street song. Ten of these things belong together, but one, one of these, these things, things just doesn't, doesn't belong. belong. Yes. That was him. Like he stood out like a sore thumb. And Gonzalez was actually on the second field at that point with a different unit of the defense doing eleven on eleven work. So just plant that seed in the back of your brain that Bolden got some early reps. Maybe it peters out. Maybe it never happens again. Or maybe he's one of those depth defensive backs. Because you're right. I think he's a lock to have a potential role on special teams, uh-huh. but if he can be like a fourth corner, then all of a sudden you're talking about him as a guy to keep an eye on. So keep an eye on him. Could he be our new Kyle Arrington? I know he and uh, I believe it was, isn't it Isaiah Bolden and Isaiah Speed? Were, yep. Like two Isaiahs were the last two people selected, right? They're both yes. named Isaiah. Isaiah Speed in the sixth, Isaiah Bolden. Speed in is an interesting guy because he was the personal protector on some of the punt teamwork. You and don't the punt say. teamwork with Corliss Waitman, dude can boom the ball. Dude can. Yeah, I heard, I heard no Bryce Beringer, my guy, shop teacher Bryce Beringer. Uh, by the way, it's Beringer. It's a oh, Baring- oh, it's a hard G. Okay, hard G. so it is booty, not boote, and it's a hard G. It's Bryce Beringer. Thank you very much. Good to know. Uh, Barringer not out there. Corliss Waitman was, and he can boomstick One shank, and he crushed the ball, forcing a Julius Peppers muff and at least one other muff. They seem to struggle. Uh, Bolden also muffed one. I'm reading in Mike Catholic's notes. Uh, Bolden muffed one as well. Now, remember, this time last year, Mm -hmm. Jake Bailey was effing killing the ball. I mean. I was there. I saw. So, 
I don't want to make too much of it, but um, for those of you that don't have a an idea about Corliss Waitman, not Corliss Williamson, totally mm-hmm. different guy. He played basketball totally. for Arkansas. Corliss Waitman, um, who led the NFL in punts for the Broncos a year ago, apparently strong leg also works at relative sea level in Foxborough, not just at Mile High Stadium. Well, how do you like that? Good to know. We could have a competition, probably not much of one, at the punter position this year. Maybe you're going to have to have a new Pilardi party on hold, and uh, we'll have to wait and see about that. I hate myself for saying that just as much as you do, everyone. I I'll, I would take a lap if I could right now, but I have to finish Ooh, There were the some of those, too. Uh, there, there were, or so I read. Uh, Andy, Mike Cadlick also pointed out, as did many others, that it looks like Joe Judge not really even Cam Accord. Joe Judge is in charge of special teams. Yep. Uh, also, a positive development, uh, I believe, right here. Let's check it out. Yes, uh, here we go. It was noted by uh, Mr. Cadlick. Whether it's intentional or not, they're keeping Joe Judge as far away from the Patriots' offense as possible. Oh, Interesting. Cheap shot. Oh, cheap shot. hey, um, hey, listen, we all heard far about away that. from it as Matt Patricia is. Ho! Yay. Oh, Yay. also not kind. Come um, on. I've, bridges. Started, not... I've really started to feel bad for Cam Accord, and I don't think he's great at his job. Not going to lie Mm-mm. to you. I have nope. been very unimpressed with what he's done the last couple of years. But he, if I check the media guide, I check the website, mm-hmm. it says special teams coordinator. And if you watched OTAs, You'd think he was a glorified ball boy. Like he he ha- he has a pad on his chest and they're hitting him. He hands out the little, I don't know, they call them condoms, the little uh, beanies they put on their heads to represent the scout team, the uh, red ones. He hands those out. Joe Judge is the one doing snap counts for punts, barking out orders. Bar- like Joe Judge. So I guess as we start, it's going to be assistant head coach special teams if he actually does get the assistant head coach title, which mm-hmm. I hate. I absolutely hate. I could not mm. be more against. Not but um, if I'm Cam Accord, I mean, I guess if as long as the direct deposit every two weeks still comes at coordinator money, um, mm-hmm. maybe you just grin and bear it. But wait, what happens? What happens? Okay, let's say Belichick either A, takes ill, or B, you know, gets rung up, and Walt Coleman comes over and is like, all right, that's it. Enough lip from you, Belichick. You're out of here. Mm-hmm. Who takes over? Is it Bill O'Brien or, or Joe Judge? Well, if Joe Judge is officially given the title of assistant head coach, it's him. It's absolutely oh, have him. mercy for all now, of us. I don't think he's actually going to get that. I I hope that Belichick and Robert Kraft and John are smarter than that. I, I just I, I hope they're smarter than that. And he's just going to have some of those roles, duties, whatever, and that he's going to be. Uh, I don't even know, but he's running the special teams. The, the, the long story here leads to Cam Accord has been cut off at the knees and Joe Judge is running the special teams. And it's also not often that head coaches get so lippy they get thrown out of football games like managers in baseball games. I was going to say, when was the last time you saw I, a head coach I, thrown I, out of football I, I don't, but at the same time, there Never. were a few last year that Bill Belichick probably should have gotten himself sure, up. But like, as you were saying that, I was really thinking, I don't know that I've ever seen it. It's usually he's ill, there's a death in the family, like Mm -hmm. he misses something because of, a you know, circumstances out of his control. I can't remember the last, like Uh, even looking back to, I would assume Buddy Ryan would have been a candidate back in the day. I don't remember seeing any stories about Buddy. He punched teammate, you know, fellow coaches and stuff on the sideline. mm -hmm. I don't remember him ever being ejected. So I think we're safe with Bill Belichick not being ejected, but not to take this like in a different direction. 
He is 71 years old. What if he has that's what I'm saying? Issue. What if he can sure. miss I mean, heck, you don't even have to be old. Gary Kubiak, remember when he was having health issues and he would miss time in, in both Houston and Denver, uh-huh. I believe. So, mm-hmm. you know, there are ways. So I would hope that Joe Judge doesn't get the title because I do not want to see Joe Judge filling in. Another guy I'm excited about. So we talked, oh, talked about right. Christian Gonzalez. More He's positive with the first unit. That's great. Not great Christian Barmore, more great Christian Gonzalez. Who else is on Andy's good list today? Gonzalez is a better Christian. Okay. Could be (laughs) in many ways. Wait, what does that mean? Um, So number 52 in red, you know who that is, I hope. I think that's Marte Mapu. It is, who we noted took reps next to Jawan Bentley in -hmm. the first OTA and seemed to be doing some linebacker type things today both in pre-practice kind of positional breakdowns and then on the field in 11-on-11 work, he was more in the safety area. So ah. as Bill talks about guys that are versatile, you, you try them in different spots and you see what they can do. And we know Mapu is that hybrid linebacker safety type. Um, the bulk of his work today and actually all the work that I saw was at the safety position. So it actually, we don't need to get into this now because it's a short podcast on today's OTA, but in the back of your mind, something I want to talk about at some point as we get in the slow period between now and training camp, the versatility of this defense, I don't know how good it is. I didn't say good, but the versatility of this defense is really impressive. Really, really impressive. More than like, just intriguing. We've gone past your favorite I word, intriguing. We might be on way to... The yeah. more sought after I word. Impressive. Yeah, I like C words, but I also like V words. And some people might think they're the same thing, but I'm not talking about those C words and V words. I'm talking about versatility. It's impressive. Very impressive. And I, I, it is yeah, something guys I like guys like. Oh, yeah, for sure. Keon White looking like an looking like Everybody. a monster out there. He could be Why? all over the line. Jalen Mills, what? is he a yep. corner? He is safety. Is Jonathan Jones an outside corner or an inside Do- corner? Like- Dugger and Peppers. I right. mean, you might be able to sneak Duggan, them down the box Pepper, anytime. Phillips, yeah. all uh-huh. of, um, Barmore, tackle or end? Is he a tweener? Is he a Seymour? Almost every person on this defense is a hell. Christian Gonzalez was a college safety until he's a number one college corner. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean he couldn't play safety. Rodney Harrison and Ty Law used to flip-flop safety and corner duty. This defense, almost from 1 to 11, you know, there's a couple guys, Devon Godshaw, um, Bentley, there's a Lawrence guy. They're Juwan Bentley. They're going to do what they're going to do. Right. But there's only two or three of those. The other, let's say top 15 to 17 defensive players all have multiple positions and all are going to play multiple roles. And I think there could be some challenges for opposing offenses. And we can go down this road a different day, but the old basketball, you know, positionless defense where, Hey, I see you three. Uh, are you, could you, excuse me, sir. Uh, we've, we've labeled that number eight is the mic. That guy's the mic. Are you a safety or a corner or a linebacker right now? Cause it would help us if I knew. I guess you're going to have to wait to find out. And that certainly sounds like a podcast to come as yep. mini camp, actual camp and the preseason rolls on. Good job. Good notes, Andy. Thanks very much for bringing back the I Intel analysis already. and perspective. That was more entertaining than the practice I saw. We done son. We done. Uh, For more of those thoughts, check out Mike Cadlick's review of OTAs at WEI.com. Andy will have a column up on Wednesday morning at WEI.com as well. The media will be back at Friday's practice, which promises to probably be dialed back, toned down, or a bit of a lesser practice. They'll get the good stuff in. Breakfast will be Thursday. Light brunch will be Friday. Yeah, the only ring Belichick has these days is bow ring. (laughs) 
All right. Yeah, you that was better than yours. How many C4s did you drink on the way home? None. That was okay. all natural. <laughs> I was so excited to leave that place. Now I'm I know. Here. You really are. You can carry on with the rest of your day. It's Miller Light time for Andy. Next week is mini camps. We'll have lots of pods, perspective, and more on that as well. And there'll be lots of breaking Boston talk this week to start each and every day if you guys get a chance and want 15 to 20 minutes or so of sports du jour from your pals Fitzy and Hart and Company. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe, share, and more. For producer Justin Turpin, for Andy Jumbo Hart, for everyone in Foxborough, for Christian Barmore's idiocy, for Christian Gonzalez's greatness, and the flexibility and versatility of everyone in between, your old pal Fitzy here saying thanks for listening to Six Rings and Football Things, brought to you by WEI Odyssey and 2400 Sports. Good day. God bless. Go Pats. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.